Thank you for listening to the James Hooper Podcast. This is where you can hear sermons, discussions on various topics, and whatever else I feel like talking about. I trust you'll be encouraged, enlightened, and uplifted by something we say or do. Hang tight. Here we go. This is our last service as Turnaround Church, and next Sunday we will be merging with Austin Alive Church, and we'll be joining our resources, joining our the people, and we'll come together as one body, and we will be reaching Cedar Park, Leander, Northwest Austin for the kingdom of God as one body. Be, uh, it'll be known as Austin Alive Church. Pastor Mylon Avery and his team will be, be leading that, and uh, we're just excited about that. Sharon and I will be moving on to what God has for us. Uh, we will have the, the turn, turnaround.church website. Uh, we'll still be around for quite a while, but there will be links to Austin Alive Church. If, you're, if you clicked on our website to see, to see us, it'll lead you to Austin Alive Church or my personal website with all the sermons and those things. There will be a link there for James Hooper International Ministries. It's jhimonline.org. Uh, that'll be up soon, so there will be a link for that. So you can still reach us. You still connect us. And uh, God is going to be doing some awesome things. But today, God has some awesome things, has some things planned for us. And he's given me specific direction. And so um, I think this is going to be a good send-off. This is going to be a good send-off for a Turnaround Church. And for those of us that call Turnaround Church home, I have been praying specifically for you guys, praying for the body here. And I just believe God is has got some some awesome plans for you guys. I mean, God is not surprised by this. God strategized it. God planned it. And uh, so we're excited. So we're going to, I'm just going to make a few comments. Uh, do a, I'm going to talk a little bit about when change happens to kind of prepare us for this. And then um, I'm going to, God has directed me to actually give a word of prophecy to everyone here this morning. And so we're going to, uh, I didn't prepare to be able to have where we're recording it, but it'll be also, it'll be on our Facebook page and it'll also be on our, our YouTube channel. So it'll be there if you want to have access to it. Uh, when I do begin to give the prophetic words, I'll call your name so that you'll recognize it on the deal. And uh, like the song said a while ago, the spirit of the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So I'm, I'm leaving it on the stream because people want to hear what God's telling you. And so he can tell them, I can do the same for you, or I can meet your needs. And again, I've told you that this is a very, uh, it's kind of a scare, it's not scary, it's just kind of, I'm apprehensive to do this because I know y'all stuff. I know everything is going on, so it's a little harder for me to really do this, but I really felt like God asked me to do it. That's why I'm sitting here in the, in the, the chair, and um, we're just going to do things differently. So those of you online, God may give me something for you. I don't know. He may. Uh, But anyway, so when change happens in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we're all familiar with this. Any of you that have heard the 60s tune from the birds called Turn, 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 it says to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. To everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, turn. They just sing Ecclesiastes chapter 3 is what they're doing. 
And uh, so there is a season for everything, and there's a purpose for everything. There's, God does not make mistakes. God has a purpose, and he has a season for things. And there are people that come in your lives for a season. Some people come in for a reason. And so God wants you to understand that. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6 Uh, God was telling Joshua, because Joshua had taken leadership of the children of Israel. Moses had died, and Joshua became the leader. He had taken over this new thing. And and I talked about last week how the manna dried up, how the manna ceased. And so then they had to actually go into the promised land to feed themselves. They actually had to go into what's promised them to actually receive sustenance. God wasn't doing it that way anymore. He's doing it this way. But he told Joshua, he says, be, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them for the Lord your God. He is the one who goes with you and he will not leave you nor forsake you. All right. So God goes with you everywhere you go and he will not leave you. He said, I'll be with you to the very end of the age. And so we understand that during change, sometimes it's, no, no, I'm not sometimes. It is always uncomfortable during change. It's always, uh, you're, you're really, uh, again, apprehensive. You're really, uh, sometimes you're scared about it, but God is with you. God is always with you during these periods of change. Now, I love this one in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. How many people quote the, the book in, the, in the Ecclesiastes where he said there's nothing new under heaven? No, 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 no. That was a, a, a depressed person writing, and God is letting us see that, what uh, mental illness was in the Old Testament. Solomon was writing Ecclesiastes, but he was depressed. He was, he was some, somewhat suicidal sometimes. He said, there's nothing new under heaven. Well, I'm here to tell you, God told Isaiah... I'm going to do a new thing. As long as God is around, there's always, there can be something new. There's going to be something new. And I'm here to tell you, as long as you breathe, there will be new things in your life. New things that you will face. New things are going to happen. But he said, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Listen to this. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Listen, sometimes we go through these these changes in our life. We go through things happening in our life and we don't know how we're going to get to it. Uh, Sharon and I, we don't know exactly where we're going. We don't know exactly what we're going to do, but God promised us that he's going to make a way. And this is the strange thing. This is uh, something that's happened to me. Uh, you know, when I ta- we talked about the, the gifts of the spirit, we talked about uh, the spirit of faith. And I talked about my dad's story, how he said, I just couldn't doubt. I just went through this. He said, I couldn't doubt. I'm experiencing that right now because I said then I wish I'd, I could experience that. I am so excited about what's coming next for you guys and for us. I'm just excited about it. I know there is something uh, exciting that's about to happen. And so um, he says, I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. All right, then we go to the New Testament and listen to this. James chapter 1, verse 17. Typically, I don't really care for the book of James, even though that's my namesake. But James is always getting on to us. He's always saying, you, get, you need to control your tongue. You need to watch what you say. You need to, you know, 
Faith without works is dead. You need to get up and do something. Don't just pray about it. Get off your knees and go do something. He's always, he's always, I call it, he's always chiding us. He's always getting on to it. But here he says, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. In some translations it says he doesn't change. So God never changes. We change our world changes, our situations change, everything changes around us, but God never changes. We can have that anchor, we can have that hope, that security, knowing that God will be with us because He doesn't have to change. He is everything. You know, Hebrews eleven six. it says that, you know, without faith it's impossible, impossible to please God, but, but, those, but you mu- must believe that He is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is everything you need. He already is that. He doesn't have to change. He doesn't have to adapt. He doesn't, you know, we do. We live in time and space, and so we have to change to things. Our body changes constantly. We're changing. Our lives change. Our families change. But God doesn't have to because he, he is perfect and altogether lovely. He is, he is the all-sufficient one. He is the the, the God above all gods. He is the most high God. He's all these things because he doesn't. So we can hold on to that as long as we have him. I read this quote this week, Kerry uh, Newhoff. He's a Christian writer. He was uh, formerly a pastor, but now he has a leadership podcast. And uh, he said, uh, usually if you're resisting change, you'll realize you're hanging on to one or two things, past success or what you don't know. So if you're Afraid of change, it's either because you've been successful in the past and you don't want to leave that, or it's because of what you don't know. Typically, for me, it's always what I don't know, because I'm always looking forward to doing something else. I'm, I'm a futurist. I'm a person that looks toward the future. I'm a visionary, a dreamer, so I'm always looking, but it's because sometimes I don't want to change because of what I don't know. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. People are asking me, what are you going to do? I don't know. I just know what God told me to do, and I'm going to, I believe he's going to, he's going to open, he's going to uh, guide my steps. He leads us, and I like it better when I'm following him. My life works better when I'm following him. Things are, work out better. Then Todd Bolsinger in a book called Canoeing the Mountains. This is such an interesting book, but it's, it's a statement that he made. He said, all change, even necessary change, brings loss. Loss heightens anxiety, and anxiety can lead people to do things that even hours before they wouldn't have considered. This is when you don't make uh, life-altering decisions is when you're in the middle of change. You make a decision to do the change, but then you don't make any, you let God kind of direct you, and you kind of get through the process because sometimes your emotions will make you make decisions if you go by your emotions, you'll make decisions that you don't need to make, that, will, that God's trying to guide you through something. Get through this process because there's going to be loss. You know, this is, this is my quote. We don't necessarily fear change. We fear the loss that change brings. It's like I say I have a fear of heights, but it's not really a fear of being high. It's a fear from falling from that height is actually the fear. And so... It's like we don't fear change in and of itself. We fear the loss that change will bring. We, we, we have a loss of the familiar. 
We have a loss of comfortability. We, we're comfortable in where we are because we've been here a little bit. We know we've done this thing. We've been this way for a while. We're comfortable. But God really never wants us to get real comfortable. He doesn't mind us being comfortable for a little while. But sometimes when we get comfortable, we get back in our chair and we just relax and say, whew, now I don't have to trust God anymore because I know what's going to happen. And God says, oh, no. Mm-mm. Listen here. Because God wants us on the edge of our seat. He wants us on our toes following him because he wants us to be ready to change directions. He wants us to pivot. He wants us to be ready whenever he wants us to do. Now, you may do some of the, something that is the same thing for most of your life in a career or something like that. But there are elements in your life, elements, and especially in your Christian walk, there are going to be elements of change because you are supposed to be going from glory to glory. You're supposed to go on from level to level in your maturity and in your growth with God. He wants us to grow. And so as long as we stay in the familiar and with what is comfortable, we will never grow. How many know kids get uncomfortable growing sometimes? I know parents do because they got to keep buying new clothes. Because I just bought that for you just a few months ago, and now it's out, you're outgrowing them. You're Toes are sticking outside your shoes and all this kind of stuff. You just got to do. We have to keep changing. We have to keep uh, going with what God wants because he, we're maturing in him. My cry when I'm praying is, God, I want to know you more. I want to know your ways. And the only way I can do that is to follow him where he's going, where he's leading me. And that's going to be it's going to be scary sometimes because I don't really see where the next step is. But we, but when we were deciding whether we were going to go full-time with our band our, back in the late 80s, we, I did a three-day fast to, to ask the Lord about this. And I didn't hear anything on the first day, and I did a, a complete food fast, so I just drank water. So I didn't hear anything on the first day. I just got hungry. And I didn't hear anything on the second day. I just got hungry. And I didn't really hear anything on the third day until the very last minute when I was on my way to Domino's to park outside so at midnight I could have a pizza in my hand and I'm going to break my three-day fast with pizza. Don't do that, by the way. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was so good. But I, it's a voice of experience. Just trust me. But I was on my way to go to Domino's to get that pizza, to finish that fast. And all of a sudden, the song by Carmen, I don't know if y'all remember Carmen, but he's a song called Taking a Step, Taking a Step of Faith, Stepping Out on Nothing and Finding Something's There. And God said, listen, you have to be willing to step out where you don't see the next place your foot's going to land, but just trust me, when your foot gets there, there'll be a place for it to land. I'm going to take you someplace if you trust me. And I'm in the process of writing a book called Trust Issues. That's what I'm originally calling it. And it's, it's the, the struggle we have with relying on God, trusting him totally, because you can't have real faith in God if you're not trusting him. You can't have real faith. So we've got to, got to learn to trust God in everything in our life, and especially when he's guiding us and leading us through change. Excuse me. So he's, he's leading us. And he's guiding us. So he's wanting us to get out of the familiar. He's wanting us to 
not fear, not worry, not stress. Yes, there's going to be loss. There's going to be things that happen. Uh, Sharon and I are not going to be around as much. We're going to be doing things. I've already had people contact me, say they want me to start, want me to come minister at their churches and, and different things like that. And I'm finishing my book and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but the thing is, is we've got to understand God is, his, has a plan for us. He has a good plan. I mean, at camp this week, Captain Rex said, he told us, taught us in, in um, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, God says, I know the plans that I have for you and they're good and they're plans to give you a future and a hope. And God wants us to understand what he has planned for us is good. It may not look completely good because we don't see the full picture. All we see is, is we're having to come out of this comfort shell. Just imagine if you're that caterpillar and you, you start, you, your instinct tells you start spinning that cocoon. And he, I don't know if he has a brain or whatever, but he gets in that cocoon and he's all nestled in there, all comfortable and all this kind of stuff. But then all of a sudden he starts turning to goo. And then his, his world's falling apart. He's just, he's not the same being. He's, he's not the same thing he used to be. He's changing and it looks bad. Oh, it looks nasty. It looks gross. It's like, what is, what's going on? I thought because I was, I was wrapping myself up that I was safe and I was secure. I, no predators could get me and all this kind of stuff. But now I'm starting to turn to goo. And then God says, okay, but, I'm, but I've got something planned for you. And it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. And so the whole time that that worm is in that cocoon, he's changing and he's transforming. He's going through a metamorphosis. And as he's going through the process, it's not comfortable because he changes shape and function and form. He changes all of that until at some point he starts getting uncomfortable in that cocoon. Wait a minute. I don't fit in here anymore. Wait a minute. There's more of me than used to be. This is not comfortable for me. I can't. I can't feel at ease in here anymore. I got to, wait a minute, I got to stretch out a little bit. I got to, let me try something here. I got to see if, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to stretch out because I, I, I'm a worm. I don't know, but then all of a sudden he just been pop out and, wait a minute, what's that? I just popped that out. Whoa, whoa, wait, what, what's that? I don't, I never had those before. I never, and he just keeps going and keeps going. And all of a sudden that cocoon just bursts open. He's got these wings, these beautiful wings. And he goes, Hey, look at here. Look at here. I, ooh, look at these. Man, that's beautiful. I, and then all of a sudden he says, what do I do with these? And they, they start flapping and drying out. And wait a minute. I feel like it's picking me up a little bit. He starts flapping. He's going, wait a minute. I've had to crawl along the branches. I've had to crawl along the ground. I've had to do this. But all of a sudden I feel like I can, I can get up off of this ground. And he starts picking himself up, starts flying. He said, Woo, look at here, look at here. I can fly. I mean, come on. You want to talk about an analogy. I don't know if that's an analogy or metaphor, but it is like he did not understand what was happening to him. He just thought, I'm building me a comfortable place. My instincts tell me to build a comfortable place, and I'm going to be hidden away from the predators because that's all insects are interested in is eating and getting away from predators. But now... What he used to do, he could only crawl so fast. Now he can fly. He can go from border to border like those monarch butterflies that fly from Mexico all the way north and south. I mean, he just, he just can fly over continents. 
And he used to just could fly inches at a time, crawl inches at a time. Now he can fly continents. Come on, somebody. That's a word for somebody. Somebody needs to get that word. Amen. I like that. That wasn't even in my notes. Hallelujah. So when we, when change happens, we have to, we have to either we, if we don't go with what God's doing, if we don't embrace what he's doing, we will not grow and things will get worse for us because he's not going to let you stay where you are. You can't stay still. You can't stay stagnant in the kingdom of God. You got to grow or you're dying. You're either going or you're dying. Okay. So we have to embrace that change. We have to go with it. We have to be uncomfortable. We have to be, be uh, apprehensive for a while. But then once we start getting in that mode and get into where he's taken us, then you find you have a different mode of transportation. You accelerate more. You can, you can do more than you used to could do because you've, you've gone through the struggle of that change. My goodness, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. I'm glad I'm rec- we're recording this. So, um, so the Lord instructed me to do this today, and um, I don't know exactly, I don't know what I'm going to say to anybody. I don't know. I, he didn't tell me. One thing he did tell me, he said, start with Nate. And I said, well, what are you going to say? He said, just start with Nate. And I said, okay, so I'm starting with Nate. So, so Nate, I, I'm just going to, whatever the Lord shows me, I'm just going to speak it to you. And I, I'm seeing, what am I seeing, Lord? What is it? I'm seeing a box. I'm seeing this, this box, and I see that you are inside this box, and you have, you have struggled with the limitations of that box, with things that, that have been uh, something, something that has been placed around you so that you are limited. Now, I know some of the limitations you have. I know some of the things that are on you, but it's not just uh, what because of your past. It's not just that, but there are some expectations that have been placed around you that you have found yourself living inside because that's what you were told. That's You were told you had these limitations. Uh, you've, you've begun to believe that you have those limitations. But God says there... There are no limitations when you, when you trust me, when you follow me. And he says, I'm, I'm going to, to show you some things. I'm going to show you something that's outside of what your norm is. I'm going to show you something that is just beyond what you have experienced in your life. Don't let the past be a predictor of your future, okay? The past is not a predictor of your future. What you do with your future is ahead of you. So look, he's going to show you something. He, I think he's already shown you something. I believe he's already shown you something. And this could, be a, this could be a confirmation for you that he's shown you something outside of your, uh, your box. The limitations that have been placed around you and you've, you've lived that way all of your life. And he says these things, this, this one specific thing that he's shown you, he says, this is where I want to take you because I want to expand your horizons. I want, to, I want you to see outside of 
what, where you've lived, this plane that you've lived on, this, this area that you've lived on. He said, I want you to see above that. I want you to see beyond that because I, ha- I have some things planned for you that are, that are things that you are going to be so uncomfortable with because people are going to look at you. When you get there, people are going to look at you and you're going to be uncomfortable with that. But you are going to be an example, God said. You are going to be something that I'm going to use to show people my goodness. I want to use you to show people my goodness. You've got to be willing to get out of that comfort zone state, come out of hiding, come out of that little cocoon that you've been in, come out of that little box. He said, and it's going to be uncomfortable because eyes are going to be on you. And not some of them are going to be judgmental eyes, and some of them are going to be eyes of, at, of looking at you, admiring you. Okay, and you have to be comfortable with that because when we when God uses us and he puts us in a spotlight, we don't not everybody loves that you're in the spotlight because people that are still down where you are, they're going to they're not going to like that because it's going to make them feel bad because they're not achieving to that. But you've got to be okay with that. You've got to be okay with people saying who you think you are. You think you're better than me? And that's just how you've got to be. You just got to keep going. Keep your eyes looking that way. Keep going where God's taking you. And he says, listen, I I understand. I will work with them. You don't have to, you don't have to discuss it with them. You don't have to. uh, In fact, you may have to just leave those people alone for a while. You may have to, to separate yourself from them. You need to be around people that are going to, going to lift you up, going to encourage you, going to say, yes, you can do that. Yes, you, you have it. It's inside of you. Because God's placed things inside of you, and the enemy has tried, has, has helped you make decisions to keep you capped. He's helped you make decisions, and you've listened to him, and you made decisions that kept you capped. But he said, but God says, no, no, no. There are no lids in me because as long as you will follow me, as long as you trust me, I will take you because I put stuff in you that nobody else knows about but me, God says. And I'm going to put that, I'm going to take that lid off if you will trust me. So don't think this low-level living. Don't think this is the only place, this is where I'll be. This is where I'm meant to be all my life. No, no, no. This is not where you're meant to be. You're meant to go somewhere else, and it's going to be in the public eye. And you're going to have to get comfortable with that. You're going to have to get comfortable with people looking at you because God wants to use you as a trophy of his grace, okay? All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I told you, I get really nervous when I do this. All right, Amanda. Um, This is for Amanda, for the recording. Um, So, again, the enemy tries to destroy all of us. He tries to stop all of us. But I'm here to tell you, he has specifically focused on you, trying to destroy you because he knows you have potential that, that nobody else sees. And he has, and the thing is, is you guys getting together is not by accident. You know, the attraction was physical to begin with, but God says it's not by accident. It's not by, because your, your future is tied with his future. Your purpose is tied with him. God says, I am placing, this is why I'm encouraging you, get the stuff done. Get the stuff taken care of so you can move on. Okay. So he says, I have placed you there because what I'm doing with you is I'm taking you and you're going to be another example. And he says, I'm going to do some, 
I'm going to do some healing, some deep, 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 deep healing in you that I want to use you to show people how to get from there. I want to use you to show people how to get out of that place because there's so many people that have that are in that place because of because of life, because of decisions by other people, by our own decisions. There's so many things that you that the enemy has tried to destroy and tried to keep you from. But he said, listen, what I want to do is I want to turn that and I want to take that. And he said, what the enemy meant for evil, I'm going to make good in your life. And so as as he gets in front of people, you are going to go along with him and you're going to be in front of people. Okay, and it's not going to say, look what I did. Look what I did. No, no. It's going to be a a place of humility. It's going to be a place of see, this is my testimony. This is what what where I was. This is this is what's happened to me. But God has healed me and he's going to heal you of that. And he's going to he's going to get you to a point where he's going to expect you to let that go. Let that past go. You acknowledge that it happens, but it can't be holding you back. It cannot be the anchor to keep you from going to where he's taking you. Because it will be an anchor as long as you hold on to it. And if as long as we hold on to things that have been done to us or we have done, it will hold us down. It will keep us anchored. It'll stop us from going where he wants us to be. A, a cruise ship that's taking people to the Bahamas can't leave unless they pull up the anchor. You've got to weigh anchor sometime, and you've got to go, or that ship will never sail. That's the word of the Lord from you. You've got to get to the place where you allow God to pull the anchor, lift the anchor, before you can set sail to where he's taken you. But where he's taken you is a beautiful place. He's given me this whole cruise analogy. Because you get on, you're you're, you're this, this ship, this boat that's been in this port for so long and and all these things have happened to you but you are taking people to a beautiful place you are taking people to a place of freedom to a place of liberty to a place that is that's they find rest he wants to use you to take people there and so he has to take you there first he has to take you there first and so let him do it let him let those things go, weigh anchor, take that thing up. It's there as a reminder, but it's never to hold to stop you from sailing anymore. That anchor's never there to stop you from sailing. It's there for you to look at and say, that used to hold me back, but now it doesn't. Now I've got, I've got the power of the Holy Spirit that's motivating me, that's empowering me to take me and other people to this place. Amen? Amen. All right. Okay, I'm going in, in age order, so Victoria, you're next, okay? This is for Victoria, for the recording purposes. Uh, I told you, Victoria, that you, I saw in you, and I don't know if you remember when I told you this, that you have a, you have a, a sweet spirit. I told you that you have a sweet spirit, that, that God has placed inside of you this, this, uh, this ability, this this capability to, to, to come above, to, to get over things, to really to achieve and to accomplish things. He's given you this ability. And the thing is, is he gave it to you for a purpose. And a lot of times you've used it to overcome adversity, to overcome uh, things in your life. But he said, what I want to do with it is I want to use it 
to propel you. I want to I use this ability for you to achieve, for you to overcome, to propel you to this place of significance that I've planned for you. It's a place of, of um, how do I want to say this? How do I say it, God? It's a place of success, okay? It's a place of success. Um, it could be in the business world. It could be, I don't know, uh, culinary world. I don't know. But it's, there's a place of success, and I want to. he's going to use that ability for you to achieve to get you to this place where you can, can help others, where you can, uh, you can employ people, you can help people. Um, I see you as uh, the owner of a business of some sort. I don't know. Again, don't know if it's a restaurant. I don't know if, what it is. I just see you as this owner because you have this, this leadership thing inside of you. There's a leadership ability that's inside of you that you've really not even tapped into yet. You've been, you've been following people for so long, but God says it's time for you to take the lead. It's time for you to be, a lead, be the leader I created you to be. You've been holding that back because you are, again, you were afraid to, for people to see you. You've, you've made that statement. I don't want to be the spotlight. Sweetheart, that's too bad. God wants you in the spotlight because he wants, because if you're not where you're supposed to go, there are people that will not be helped. And he has designed you to lead. He's designed you to excel so that you can help other people find their place and find their, their acceptance, find their, their place in the world and in the business world, and you lead with integrity, you lead with humility, and you lead with, with godly wisdom, you lead, and God says, if you lead with me as the, at the helm, uh, using this ship analogy, if you lead with me at the helm, I will, will exalt you, and I will put you in places that, that you could not expect. And I, I believe there is, I, you know, we've never talked about this, but I believe there's been some, some, um, dreams that you've had some some dreams about then you just kind of dismiss them it's like well that's crazy because i could never do that i could never be that i'm here to tell you those are god's dreams he placed them in you let him dream through you let god dream through you and he will take you someplace that you can could never imagine and again i don't know what kind of business what kind of that it's going to be I just know that he's going to take you there and you are to be the leader of that thing. And then you are to form a team to help bring other people along to help them ex ex exceed and excel. And so that's what I see. And he said, just, just trust me. Just follow where I'm leading you. I'll open doors for you, but, but trust him. Trust him and he will open those doors. Keep your eyes open and your ears open for him because he'll take you there. Okay? All right, all right, man. We're probably going to go overtime because I'm taking a little longer than I thought I would. Paisley, Paisley girl. All right, that um, sweet as candy, sweet as candy. I know sometimes you get a little bit bitter, you get a little bit, got a little tang to you, got a little bit of bite to you, but there you got a sweetness and you, you've got this thing inside of you, and it, and it's because God wants to develop you. He wants to develop that, that sweetness inside of you because of your, your disposition. And the enemy's tried to destroy it by, by, by turning it, by 
doing things. And of course, as kids, we always, there's always things we do as kids that we do. But God said, there's that, that sweetness. And I keep staying with that. He keeps talking about this sweetness. And I keep, uh, I'm getting this candy imagery, this, this whole, um, sometimes it's hard candy. Sometimes it's soft candy, but it's, it's, it's still sweet. And it's still, uh, it's to bring people pleasure. It's to bring people pleasure. And um, because who doesn't like candy? I mean, everybody likes candy. But it's, it's, not, it's not for you to please people. Now, you're not designed just to please people because that's not, you're here to please God. But then what it's going to do, oh, oh, thank you, Lord. What, it, what it's going to sh- do is he's going to use that, that ability for people to experience pleasure in that it's going to draw them to him. You're going to have, you're going to, you're going to follow God in, in your calling and in your purpose. And because of that sweetness, because of that thing, um, it's like people talk about Sharon. They talk about Sharon, that she's just the sweetest thing. She's just, everybody tells me Sharon's sweet. Everybody loves Sharon. Sharon don't think everybody loves Sharon. Believe me. I hear everybody talk about, oh, she's just so sweet. Well, she is. And she's got this sweetness. But you, God wants to use that for people. For people to experience pleasure in Him. Now, this sounds odd and it sounds kind of weird, but God says, well, in the scripture it says, it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. And in the, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and in His presence is the, the joy of the Lord, and pleasures forevermore. In the scripture it says, there's pleasure in God's presence. He wants you to express His presence. In such a way, it brings the pleasure of God. Oh, thank you, G. He brings the pleasure of God where God is, is taking pleasure in what you're doing. He is, he is so enamored with what you're doing that people are going to taste that sweetness around you. The sweetness of the Holy Spirit because of what God's given you and the, and the, the gift that he's given you, he's going to create sweetness and pleasure because he is taking pleasure in you people will be able to feel that and it's going to draw them to him and people want to will want to be around you because of that and you've got to watch it because some people just want you because of what the because of what you bring so you have to kind of be what weary of that but don't don't be uh, uh critical don't be uh skeptical just keep an open spirit and let the holy spirit show you Who's there for real and who's not there for real? But God will give you that wisdom. He'll He'll give you wisdom, and He's and as far as wisdom is concerned, He's going to impart wisdom in you that you you don't possess yet. Okay, He's going to impart wisdom in you that you will know how to handle situations you don't feel capable right now. You don't feel like you can handle situations. But God said, No, no, no. I'm going to give you the ability. I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you understanding. And I'm going to give you knowledge and give you uh, the intelligence that you can handle each situation that comes along. He said, as long as you receive it from me, let me speak and pour into your spirit. I will give you that and be confident in who you are. Be confident in who he's made you to be. Be confident of where you're going because God says, I'm going to take you there and I'm going to keep you there and we're going to have a blast when we on the way and when we get there, we're going to have a blast. It's going to be fun. I can just hear God say, it's going to be a blast. Amen? Amen. All right. Emery, 
<laughs> Everybody's got trying to, trying to comfort each other, and it's like, wait, wait, wait. Emery, all right, Mr. Emery. So um, you have made this uh, statement before, ever since I've known you. I've heard people tell me that you wanted to be a preacher, and then you want to be a football player, and then you want to do this, and you want to do that. It's because you've got this desire to, to, to be somebody. And I, when I was a kid, I, you can ask my mom. I, just, I would tell her, I've got to be somebody. I've got to be somebody. I just felt like, I just felt like, I just, I had to, because I felt like nobody uh, respected me. I felt like nobody liked me. I felt like nobody admired me. And I had to, and that's a, that's a man's thing is they got to be respected. Men just, that's why the Bible says uh, women to respect your husbands and husbands love your wife. Women need love and men need respect. That's why God said that. And so your, your just desire for respect, your desire for that, and you felt, you felt like you're not getting that. But I'm here to tell you, God says, listen, I'm taking that ability. I'm taking that thing, and it's not going to be something that drives you wanting respect. It used to be something that drove me. And I used to, that song, that song and I forget who it is, I'm going to be somebody, Travis Tritt, I think. Uh, One of these days, I'm going to break these chains. That used to be my anthem. One of these days, I'm going to be somebody. But God has, has changed that inside of me once I found my purpose. Once my calling was given to me, I don't care if nobody looks at me because when I'm doing what I'm called to do, I feel like I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof because this is who God made me, be, made me to be. And if I get recognition, fine. If I don't, fine. It doesn't matter to me. So God says, listen, just pursue the calling. He said, just pursue the dreams that you've had since you were a little boy. Just pursue something that he said, I have placed a dream in your heart and it has not gone away. And I've told you before, you can be an NFL preacher too. You can be a football player and be a preacher. Amen. Amen. So uh, Reggie White, Reggie White was one of the most feared defensive linemen, but he was also a man of God. He was also a preacher. And so God says, listen, I want, I can use you in whatever field that I place you in. I can use you to bring glory. Now you have to allow him to mellow you some. Okay. You got some rough edges. We all have some rough edges. We all have. And that's, that's the reason why we are around people a lot because he, he likes to, to deal with things with people. My dad always said, if the devil wants to, if God wants to bless you, he'll bring people in your life. If the devil wants to curse you, he'll bring people in your life. They're just going to people you because that's how we, the scripture says iron sharpens iron. One person, if we have people in it, and that's what we need to do. We need to let, have people in our life that speak life to us, that speak truth to us, that, that we will allow to encourage us, but allow, allow them to speak the truth and not get angry with them. Now, it's not going to be comfortable. I don't like it when people tell me what's wrong with me because I know what's wrong with me. I just don't like people reminding me of that. But God says, listen, allow people to speak into your life. Allow them to, to, to challenge you, uh, not so much, but, and don't, but don't take it as them, uh, man, I've, I'm sensing so much of me and you right now. Don't allow them to, don't allow it to feel like they're, they're uh, 
downgrading you or they're dissing you or anything like that, but allow them to speak into your life and take it and say, okay, there's got to be some truth about that. If there is God, show me what it is. And if there's no truth in it, then help me to, to discern it, to know the difference. God will help you to know the difference between what people say to you, if it's true or not. Don't let the, your, don't let the enemy lie to you about your ego or about things like that because you, you have... Uh, because you have this enormous potential, you have this, it's, you know, your, your body is actually, is actually kind of the outward expression of what's inside of you because you've got this big, this persona, this big persona, and you take up space. And that's God says, I want you to take up space in the spirit. I've designed you to be someone who is sub- substantial and significant in the spirit. And the enemy's tried to destroy you with all of these lies and telling you that, that this is the answer and that's the answer and I have to do this to get my way and I have to do this to do this. No, no, no. Don't listen to that because God says, listen, I have a place of significance for you and you just need to listen to me. Follow your dream. Follow the dream that the Lord has given you in your heart. And, and God says, I will take you. I will, I will help you. And it'll be a significant place in the kingdom of God. You have significance. Amen? Amen. All right. All right. Where am I going to go next? All right, Dorfe. The Lord told me, the Lord wants me to tell you that you, uh, uh, we all know that you are an evangelist at heart. You just want people to come to know the Lord. You want people to come to church. You want people, you're, you just care for everybody. You care so deeply for everybody. You want everybody to, to be happy. You want everybody to experience a good life. You want everybody, and this is, a, this is something that he's given you that has, that has actually uh, been a hindrance for you sometimes. Because you have such a, a caring heart, people have taken advantage of you. And you have such a good heart, people will take advantage of you. And he said, don't let that discourage you. Don't let that discourage you that people will take advantage of you. Just, just let me guide you. Let me direct you. And when people, uh, let, let me help you say no when it's appropriate to say no. Okay? Let me help you say yes when it needs to be yes and no when it needs to be no. Because I have, I have a purpose for you still. I still have a purpose for you. I put this purpose in you before you were born, God says. You're not, you're not here just to take up space. You are here for a purpose. You are a prayer warrior, and he says, I want to use that in the kingdom of God. I want to use that to, to, to take you before uh, the scripture says that your gifts will bring you before kings. I want to I use that, that intercessory part of you, that prayer part of you, to bring you to significant people, to important people, so that you can speak in their life. And so he says, just trust me. Trust that I can, I can tell you yet when to say yes and when to say no because somebody wants to, will always want to take advantage of your kindness. Somebody will always want to take care of your loving heart. But God says, I put that in you because it draws people to you because people love people that love people. And so he says, just let people come around you, speak the truth into their life, speak the love of God into their life. Let them know that God cares for them. But he says, I will guide you. I'll direct you and I'll put you in front of important people so that you can tell them the word of the Lord. So you can tell them what God has to say to them. 
Okay? All right. Bless the Lord. All righty. We got two left. Two left. All right. Um, so, um, now this is hard because it's my sister and brother-in-law. So, um, let me start with Don. Don, this is for you. Um, so, um, you know, we know each other. We know each other pretty well. Uh, and God has, God has really um, challenged me to pray for you in specific ways and to pray uh, specific things for you. And, and I'm, I'm not going to share what that is right now, but just know that God has. But th- there are things, and the same thing I've said to several of these, the enemy has tried to destroy um, tried to destroy you, tried to destroy your life because of your upbringing and things that have happened to you in your life, decisions you've made, things that have happened. He's tried to, to stop you from being who he created you to be. But God, God said there is this, uh, this uh, ingenious part of you that I have not uh, fully developed. There is this ingenuity in you that I have not, I have not fully released yet. And he says, I want to I use you in a way that is, um, I keep hearing ingenious or ingenuity, in, uh, create, in, in creativity, in, in, and I don't know what it is, I just say ingenuity. He, you have this mind that calculates. You have this mind that you, you, you like to figure things out. And he says, I want to take that thing and I want to use it for your benefit and for your family's benefit. I want to to create, for you to create uh, things and processes that are going to, to supply f- your needs and supply for your family's needs and are going to, to create places for other people, to create jobs for people, to create opportunities for people. To, um, it's just, just this whole... Um, it's not necessarily an entrepreneurial thing. It's just that you, he wants to use you to create some things. So he's put some creativity inside of you that you've not tapped into fully. You've, you've experienced it some here and there. But he says there's some creativity that I want to release in you and, and allow me to develop. When you get an idea, just start going with it. Just start trying to, to work on it, trying to invent something or or tweak something or whatever. Just allow me to use that ingenuity and it'll start developing and you'll start sensing it. You'll start feeling it. And all of a sudden, you'll start getting ideas. On, you'll, get, you'll start working on something and all of a sudden, it'll start opening up to you and you'll start getting these, these things. You'll start saying, uh, wait a minute, I, 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 I almost got that. I think I've, I think I've almost got that. And, then, and as you pursue it, it's going to open up to you and you're going to say, yeah, this is it. This is it. But don't let the enemy make you feel like you can't do it. Don't let him tell you you can't do it. Because there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't do because God has placed inside of you this ingenuity in this thing that's been capped for so many years because of just things that have happened in your life, some things that have, that have held you back, things that have gone on in your life. And, and so God says, listen, just believe, just believe me, believe me, believe me. It's all I keep hearing. Just believe me, believe it can happen. Believe it can happen. And it will be an impetus to something 
that you will find the most fulfilling thing you've ever done in your life. Okay? All right. There's Don. All right. All right, Leah. Um, this is one of the tougher ones because she's my sister, and I've known her all her life. And uh, she talked about the other day that uh, her nickname was Loopy in the family because when she was born, I, I couldn't say Yeah, Yeah, but I could say Loopy. I don't know why I couldn't say Leah, but I could say, but I'd read this book about Loopy the airplane, so I started calling her Loopy. Well, the whole family calls her Loopy. And um, <laughs> God is so funny the way he does things. <laughs> that he's using that thing, he said, because you've been going in circles. You've, you've, well, you feel like you've been going in circles. You've been, you've been going, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And he says, listen, the circle is ending. The circle is ending. There are, um, you're going to, there's going to be a time in the, in the not too distant future that you're going to get a word from the Lord, not necessarily from me, but he's going to give it to you personally in your private time, in your quiet time, continue that, continue that. You're not studying for sermons anymore, but continue that. He says, I'm going to speak to you and I'm going to speak a definitive word to you. And I'm going to give you an idea, give you a thought that you need to develop. Okay. And you need to take that, that thought that I, I place in your spirit and you need to, to pray over it. And you need to let Don pray over it with you. Uh, let that ingenuity that's, that's, tap into that ingenuity that he has. Tap into that that God wants to develop because he, he wants to work with you guys together. He wants to, to develop something inside of you that, that has a potential for you to, to be a leader in this field that he wants to take you into. He wants to make you a leader in this. And you and I both know we're both leaders. We're both supposed to, if there's nobody leading, we're going to take over. You know, it's just who we are. Um, I, I made this, I came to this realization with helping with mom and I doing the cooking at camp is that I got my serving thing from her, but I love serving as long as I'm in charge. And she loves that. Mom was fine with that. She said, tell me what I need to do next. And I'm thinking, you've been doing this longer than I've been alive, but... She said, tell me what I need. And, and as long as I'm in charge, I love serving. It's just when there's no leadership, when there's nobody giving direction. So God said, you were going to be a leader in this field. If it's the teaching thing, if it's the whatever, because that's who you are. You're a teacher, and I believe that's part of it. But you're going to be, whatever this field is, you're going to be a leader in it. And he says, start preparing for that. Start preparing to be able to to spread that knowledge, to be able to take that, that idea and be able to spread it and impart it to other people. Because I see, um, I see this, it's kind of an, an army of people that you're in front of and you're walking in front of this, this army of people and you're going and you're accomplishing things in the world, but you're accomplishing things in the spirit. You are actually destroying strongholds the enemy has 
that has had on people for all their life, you are leading this charge on destroying this stronghold that he's had in people. And he said, the idea that I'm giving you, the the thought that I'm giving you is both to be used in the marketplace and in the church. And and, and it's going to be hand in hand. And it's going to be a place, a a thing that's going to, you're going to take people to a to an understanding of how to go forward in this thing and how to overcome this thing and how to be take charge in these areas and how to be assertive in these areas and how to be significant in these areas. And he said, you're going to lead the charge and you're going to have this army of people behind you and they're going to go begin to pan out and they're going to be able to begin to, to cover the surface of the earth and they're going to begin to take people... F- from into freedom that they've never experienced around the world and it's going to be freedom in the marketplace and freedom in the church freedom in the spiritual realm and in the marketplace it's and i don't have any idea what that is but i just see it in my mind you've got this this army behind you and then they start panning out and they start disseminating that same information that same spirit start disseminating that around the world and this army covers the earth and people's lives are changed and people's lives are enhanced and because people are getting free because you led the charge because you got free first you got free that's one of the ideas God, God's going to set you free through this idea and you're going to show other people how to be free in this and it, it, they're together the marketplace and the spiritual world they're, they're together I don't know how that works and I don't know what that means, but I just know I see this in my spirit that you're going to be this leader that leads this army that takes freedom around the world. Wow, I've never seen that before. Man, I love it. I love it. All right. Turn your phone back on, Sharon. She's been recording all these. But that's fine. Just make sure it's video there. All right, Sharon, as long as I'm on the roll, I might as well get on the roll. All right, this is for Sharon, for the recording, for Sharon's recording. This is for Sharon, Sister Pastor. Um, all right, so we, we know that the enemy's tried to shut you down, that men have tried to shut you down. We know God's used me sometimes to shut you down. And I, I, God has... has is changing that in me because I'm I'm your biggest supporter and I'm your biggest critic. So um, that will be, that's changing. I'm still going to give you advice, still going to give you, because that's what I do. But God says, you have have allowed um, anxiety and fear to bring, bring you to a place to where you're afraid to try what he wants you to do. You're afraid to try it. And I know your, you, your, your role is to support me. I know that. But there's, a, there's something in that role that you, um, and I don't know if you know it yet or you've seen it yet because uh, you've not told me, and I don't know what it is, but there's, there's, a, there's something in that role of your support with, for me that God wants to, to, to launch you into that is going to terrify you. And it's going to make you so scared and so anxious. But he says, listen, you've got to find your peace in me. 
Find your rest in me. Allow me to develop it in you. You are adequate for the task. No, you're not just adequate. You are prepared for the task. You are, you're made for the task. You are made for this. You don't know it, but you are made for this because once God releases you into it, you're going to say, where has this been all my life? Why have I not discovered this yet? Look at how old I am. Why is it? Why didn't this happen when I was young? He said, because it's time now. It's time now. And because he's releasing us into something new, he's releasing us into something different. He said, it's time for me to release in you that thing in your role of supporting me. It is a a, a role that we've never even thought about before. And I don't have any idea what I'm saying. I'm just saying what I hear in my spirit. And he says, you're going to be scared about it. You're going to be afraid because it's going to seem so daunting. It's going to seem so daunting. Oh, I think you've heard it before. I think you've actually heard it before, but you just kind of put it aside. Yeah, I believe believe you have. I believe you've heard it before and you put it aside because you said, that's not me. That's not me, God says. I'm I'm filtering right now, see if I need to say this. We know, you and I know, God says, I want to use that in you to help what he's doing in me because we are our partners. We're co-laborers together. It's called James Hooper International Ministries because it just has to have a name. But we work together. We are together in this. And he says, I'm going to release you into that thing. He says, just, (laughs) Nike, just do it. Just do it. And you'll begin to find that thing start, begin to grow in you and grow in you. And growing, don't let the fear keep you back. Don't let it hold you back. Don't let it that make you shy away from it. In fact, it's, you're going to get to the, whether you believe it or not, you're going to get to the point where you want to get up in the morning to, to do it. You want to just, you got to get up sooner so you can get up and do it. And you got to, I, I can't sit here and watch television. I got to do that. I can't do this. I, I got to do this. I'm, I, I know I'm tired, but I got to, I'm doing this because this is, this is what I'm meant to do. And he's going to make a way for it. He's going to bring us to the, the place of freedom uh, financially to where we can focus on what he's called us to do. Amen. Okay? All right. All right, let me bless you guys before we go. Put yourself in a receptive posture. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. May you know that if God is for you, who can be against you? If God is on your side, whom shall you fear? May you be like a tree that's planted by rivers of living water that your leaf will not wither. And whatever you do, come on, say it with me. It shall prosper. I'm glad you took the time to listen to the James Hooper podcast. If you'd do me a favor, give us a like. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Also, rate and review us so others can find the podcast. If you want to contact us, go to jhimonline.org or send us an email at info at jhimonline.org. Until next time, have a great day.